I'm Laura Green. Welcome to the Sapphic Book Review Podcast, the show that brings you the best in sapphic fiction. Join me as I chat with authors, narrators, and friends who share my love for the genre. You will learn things you didn't know about your favorites and get some suggestions for your next read. Thanks for listening, and be sure to subscribe. Welcome to the Sapphic Book Review Podcast. Today's guests are two of my favorite people. We met in Albuquerque and continued our love fest recently in Provincetown. Morgan Lee Miller and Anna Hartnett-Reichardt, welcome and thanks for being here. Thanks for having us, Laura. I missed you guys. It's only been like three days. <laughs> I'm like pretty sad without you in my life every day. Girls are real. They are. Yeah, they are. <laughs> Both of you have new books out. Morgan, you're part of an anthology, The Lonely Hearts Rescue. Tell us about the other writers involved and a bit about your story. Yeah, so I got to write uh, The Lonely Hearts Rescue with Missouri Vaughn and Nell Stark, who are both very talented authors, also super cool. Um, I haven't met Missouri yet, but I'm hoping to in the near future. I met Nell in Provincetown last year, and when I first met her, she walked in with a bottle of champagne in this long box. I'm like, only one thing can be in this really long box, and it was a saber to saber champagne. So that was a cool introduction to P-Town, sabering champagne with Nell Stark and Rachel Spangler. <laughs> and um, so, yeah, we wrote an anthology together. And my story is about Reese, Hannah, and this tuxedo cat named Apollo. And Reese rescues Apollo after Hurricane hits. And Hannah adopts Apollo. And Reese had a giant crush on Hannah in high school and they kind of reconnect with Apollo playing matchmaker. It's a very cute, heartwarming story. It is very cute. And Hannah uh, has my heart. Oh. <laughs> Anna, in September, the second book in your older series, Catching Feelings, was released. Tell us about Maya and Andy. Yeah. So Catching Feelings is sophomore year of the Alder series and it's based around, well, the main character is the catcher on the softball team. That's Andy. She's quite shy and anxious and is thrown into the, the role of captain, which really just means trying to harness all of Maya's power and let's say diva-ishness. Is that a word? <laughs> it is now. <laughs> yeah. And Maya's the pitcher. And uh, yeah, they have a, a rocky start to their professional relationship, but it smooths over and it, it might turn romantic there. <laughs> Maybe. Don't want to give any spoilers Maybe. away, but possibly. No spoilers, <laughs> but they definitely make it. <laughs> yes, they do. <laughs> Good. <laughs> which of each other's books do you love the most and which character is your favorite? I like both, but I am a sucker for a sports romance and especially a rivals to lovers. So I'm going to have to go with Catching Feelings, also still riding on that high from A League of Their Own. And Maya... Maya's just hot. Maya can get it. Makes me blush. She can get it. So yeah, I'm going to say Maya's definitely my favorite. There's just something about her that makes me swoon. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I agree. And I think the character from your books that makes me swoon is Harper from Infinite Summer. That surprises me, but I mean, I'll take it. It's like a good surprise. Yeah. Do I have to fight anyone off for her? I know you have uh, some wildly popular love interests. No, I think you're the first. So Harper is yours when she's... Harper, yeah. 
Um, Infinite Summer, awesome book, like summertime on the, in a beach town and like stars and space and love and Ferris wheels. <laughs> and I just love when they're in Harper's room alone and they're playing Truth or Dare and Harper dares Remy to unhook her bra. And I just like died. <laughs> Did you <laughs> panic? Yeah, I, I definitely gave panic. I loved it so much. Anna, your debut, Changing Majors, won two Goldie Awards, debut novel and new adult. How surreal was that experience and how shocked were you at the success of your very first book? It was an incredible experience and I feel so grateful to have won those two Goldies and it was so surreal. I just feel like being a new author and not having like the biggest readership yet, like getting that positive feedback is just so invaluable to me. And yeah, I'm just so grateful to have had that experience. Well, I'm going to tell you right now that you were by far the coolest dressed person at that awards show. <laughs> You walked in and I was like, damn. <laughs> My cheeks are burning. I'm like, They're burning if I was 30 here. years younger, I would totally hit on her. <laughs> you can you can still hit on me any day, Laura. That's right. Any day. Excuse us, Morgan. We're having a moment here. I feel like it's a deal right now. I don't know what to do. Okay, we're going to focus. Anna, you and I can talk later, babe. Definitely. What are you both currently working on? I am working on book seven, which is pretty surreal. It's happening all so fast. But book seven is called The Memories of Marley Rose. And it's about a Broadway legend who's had quite the life in good ways and bad ways. And she feels very stuck with grief and heartbreak. And so she decides to erase the painful memories. And how she does that is that she goes through each session and she recalls her life chronologically. And it's, it's a pretty big project. It involves a lot of research. Uh, it spans over seven decades. So, but I'm enjoying it. It's going to be very different from the books I've written in the past. This is, I guess it's a historical fiction. It's a historical fiction with like a romance subplot. So usually all my other books have this romance that's the center of uh, the plot. And this one is going to be just about my character and her life. How'd you come up with the idea to do that? Because I think we'd all like to take some painful memories and be able to erase them. Yeah, I think I'm just, I don't know, I've been thinking about my life and just mental health things that I have to go through. And it would be nice to erase some painful memories. And I thought that that would be interesting and a bit unique. And I've been wanting to write a historical romance for a while. um, And just thought that this would kind of pair with the history, which sounds kind of odd, but like, I think I'm I think I can make it work. So just trust the process. I trust you. I think you can do it. (laughs) Thanks. (laughs) Anna, what are you doing right now? I am working on my first um, adult contemporary romance, and it's about a winemaker. Wine is her life, and she's kind of a little surly, I guess you could say, (laughs) a a bit of a recluse. And the owner of her winery makes her hire his niece as her harvest intern for the next crush. And she has a lot on the line for this upcoming crush. She's working on making her own wine label and she has to win gold for the wine that she's making during this crush in order to get her own wine label from the owner. So she's really annoyed that she has to hire this newbie girl who has zero wine experience, but is super attractive (laughs) by happenstance, you know, and also lives in her basement. So 
Lots of uh, mischief and wine drinking to be had in that one. And how convenient that she's right there in the basement. I know. You don't even have to go out. Talk about to, uh, right? You don't even have to go out, put on like pants. You can just wander down to your PJs. Yes. <laughs> I was going to try to make a joke about no pants, but then I thought better of it. <laughs> when you were kids, did you want to be authors? And if not, what was your dream job? I always wanted to be an author. I just had this TikTok where I talk about the first book I ever wrote, which is Hippie, the Blue Hippo. And after Hippie inspired me, I was writing all throughout elementary school, high school, college, and um, somehow I made it a reality. And I'm very thankful for that. The five-year-old in me is very excited. I've gotten to read the first edition That's of Hippie. Right. You need to publish that. There's goals. sleeping in every single story with a staircase of like 200 steps. The drawings are fantastic. I really think they'll be in the Met someday. So watch out. Definitely. <laughs> Anna, what about you? For me, writing was never really on my radar. But honestly, neither was anything else. <laughs> <laughs> I changed my major like three times, which is probably why I wrote Changing Majors. <laughs> <laughs> so I was always, you know, never really had a set path until wine. And um, I wanted to be in the wine industry. I wanted to be a winemaker. So I, I did that for most of my life until, well, I wasn't a winemaker, to be clear. <laughs> I was a seller master. But I did that for most of my life until we moved back to Atlanta before the pandemic. And now I'm just bartending and writing. And writing is kind of turning into that main passion of mine. So I'm really grateful for it. Which of your characters do you most relate to and which couple do you miss the most? I'm going to say Reese in Lonely Hearts Rescue. I really channeled a lot of myself into Reese. She works for an organization that helps animals. I work for an animal nonprofit. She had a giant crush on someone who was on her soccer team. I had a giant crush <laughs> on someone who was in marching band. And just like the little things that Reese mentions about what got her into wanting to help animals, it's the same with me. I'll start with Free Willy. That whale was very inspiring. But yeah, there's I put a lot of myself in Reese. So Reese is definitely going to be that person. And then the couple I miss the most are probably Reagan and Blair. They were a lot of fun to write, and I miss them, and I hope they're doing well. I'm sure they are. They are. They're living their best life now. <laughs> Let's see. For me, I think they're all going to be from Catching Feelings. I feel like I'm a mix between Andy and Emma, just because they're, like, I know they're pretty opposite, but I feel like I have that dichotomy of, like, I don't know, being anxious and really in my thoughts, but also confident like Emma, too, I guess. Which is it's confusing for me, too. Don't worry about it. Um, <laughs> and then Andy and Maya, of course. I just, their, their build up to their romance is very exciting for me. And I find myself cracking that book open a lot and just revisiting them. They are super cute. How did you two become friends? And what do you think is the other's best quality? So we're actually celebrating our one-year friend anniversary Aww. because Anna bombarded me in Piton last year. No huge surprise there. But BSB, had a, they have something on Tuesdays. And I went to it by myself. And when I go by myself, I'm usually pretty shy. And I decided to take the last row in the farthest corner and um, hope no one recognized me because 
I didn't know how to social interact back then, you know, COVID. And then I saw this new person who looked to be my age sitting right in the front row, in the middle with a notebook, raising their hand. I'm like, who is this person? And she's like, so excited. I mean, I was excited, but like, this person was like really excited to engage. <laughs> and then when it ended, I booked it out because I really wanted a pina colada. And I went to the bathroom and came out and Anna was like, hey, <laughs> and I panicked. I'm like, oh no, I was supposed to like come in and out without anyone bothering me. But it all worked out because I think we talked for like five minutes and I knew instantly that Anna was just like this chill, fun person very enthusiastic and you just like good vibes all around. And we ended up hanging out all of P-Town and I'm very glad that you stopped me, even though I panicked and you could tell, I think you said that you saw the panic behind my eyes. I was wearing. Oh yeah. Yeah. No, y'all, y'all should have seen the fear in her eyes and like her visibly like lean away from me <laughs> as if I were I? literally going to bounce. <laughs> I don't remember that part, but sounds right. I'm really good at social cues. <laughs> But yeah, she ended up, you know, putting her fear aside and getting a drink with me. <laughs> and yeah, the rest is history. And well, I, I had like premeditated walking up to you. I knew that I wanted so to say awesome. hi. You prepared. Well, yeah, I was like, like you said, like this person seems like newer and kind of closer to my age and just want to say hi. And then what I like the most about you well, I think is is just that instant like comfort that's between us. And like, I mean, you're literally one of my best friends and I just adore you and your warmth and your generosity. And uh, I would trust you with anything. I do trust you with everything. I love you. I trust you with everything. I love you. And I didn't even tell you what my favorite quality is about you. Anna is one of like... Good looking. <laughs> is what? Good looking. Good looking. Dresses awesome. Um, also just very genuine and humble. <laughs> That's funny after what I just said. <laughs> but you are though, and you are just like just super optimistic and see the best in everyone and you're just like this positive energy in my life. And I'm very grateful to have you in my life and you're stuck with me forever. Yay. Yay. <laughs> what I love about both of you is I feel like I've known you forever, both of you. Oh, right back at you, Laura. You have beautiful energy. You do too. It's a love fest. <laughs> it is. You both have made great friends in the community, including Erica Lee, who I adore, except that she recently threatened me to stay away from her woman, Blair, from Hammers, Strings, and Beautiful Things. Aside from her possessiveness with fictional characters, what does she mean to each of you? Erica is another amazing human in the community. She was the first friend I made. Um, and we're also celebrating our friend anniversary. She messaged me, I think it was back in the fall of 2019. It was on her birthday. It was this very sweet email. Well, it started off yelling at me because of my cliffhanger that I had in my debut, which is fair. But then it was very sweet. And I responded by calling her Erin instead of Erica. Oh, and in boy. typical Erica fashion, she hasn't let me forget that. She reminds me every single day I called her Erin. So we call our friend anniversary our Erin anniversary. And she's just so welcoming. She's just like another person who just radiates warmth and positivity. And um, it's pretty daunting to be a new author, especially coming of age in COVID where we can't 
meet people as often as I'm sure in years past. So, you know, for a while, kind of felt like I'm the outside looking in. And Erica was very quick to accept me and to be my friend, get to know me and bring me into like her reader and like her reader circle and her friend circle. She's just a really good person, very loyal, level-headed friend. And I'm also grateful that she is in my life. Yeah. And I, I owe it to Morgan, my connection with Erica, because Morgan reached out to her and told her that she should check out this Anna person. She thought that we'd be friends. And yes, so Erica... the same energy. You two are very <laughs> similar in that aspect. Like you two need to meet because I think fun times will be had. Yeah. And I, I gratefully did. And like, it speaks to Erica that I'm an am a nobody and she picked up my debut novel and read the whole thing and we all know how precious our tbr list <laughs> is and you know that that novel reading energy it's it's finite yeah and she spent time to read mine and that made me feel so special and then she reached out and gave me her thoughts on it and she was as morgan said just so warm and genuine and one of those people in our community that just keeps us all together and radiates that love and warmth. And yeah, what it meant to me being brand new and not knowing anyone to have the Erica Lee reach out to me with such kindness was, again, invaluable and like just made me feel a part of the community, which is what we all want. Yeah, she's great to you guys. She she apparently threatens me, just me, apparently. Everyone else is great too. (laughs) Anna, you're quite the mixologist. Tell me about the series you started, Making Drinks, dedicated to your fellow authors. Yeah, so it's actually my wife Sarah's idea. She kept bugging me that I should do it. And I was like, oh, I don't know, what a oh, one day maybe. And then one day I just did it. And um, it was so fun. I started with Chris Bryant's The Bernie. And I, I just kept going from there. And it's just so fun to shout out the other authors in our community because I love them. And I love, and I love mixed drinks (laughs) meant to be. That's right. Morgan, what kind of drink did Anna make for you? And have you tried it yet? She made me the Pisces, which is very fitting. Uh, One, because obviously I am a Pisces. That's, you know, a spoiler alert. And then two, it was blue. And I remember Jazz being so excited because if there's a blue drink on a menu, I'm instantly going to order it. So like take notes for GCLS next year, get the blue drink for me. I'll pay you back. But Anna had no idea about this blue drink. So it just like shows like that connection. I feel like that we just had like, I feel like I've known Anna forever. And she's like, oh my God, there's this blue drink. I guess I tried making it. I did not make it well because I have no idea what I'm doing. But (laughs) Anna came over about a month after she made the video and she made the perfect Pisces without the cherry. Because when you came over, the cherry juice was rotten. And I didn't know. And you're like, we're going to just smell the cherry juice. But it was still delicious without the cherry <laughs> juice. And yeah, it was probably like the, one of the best margaritas I had. Thank you, Anna. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, thank you. And I think, yeah, uh, anyone could probably guess you're a Pisces. And that's no, what I, I don't think so. Oh, yeah. I don't have any emotion in me. <laughs> yeah. uh, that's funny. <laughs> you're taking a road trip with four other sapphic authors aside from each other. Who are you taking and why? I thought really hard about this. I, I know. think this question very seriously. Well, number one will be Anna because she loves to drive and I hate to drive. So Anna, cool. You already broke the rules. <laughs> Why? Except besides each other. Oh. <laughs> well, I clearly don't listen. But oh man, this is like really 
changes. So you can add someone else to the car now. I'll um, be on the roof. Okay. Darn. Well, okay. I lost my driver. I'm going to pick Kate Castle. I do not want her driving because I don't think she knows how to drive on the correct side of the no, road. No, that would be bad. We'll put her like in the back or something. Just make sure um, there's leg room because she's very tall. Maybe she'll have to be in the front. Because it's contractual. That was really bad. That was so bad. Um, and I'll never do it again. So yes, uh, I'll take because she's my writing wife and I have to. Second person would be Christina Rivers. She's just super entertaining. And I feel like she has a lot of stories. So she can definitely entertain us throughout our road trip endeavors. Then I'm going to pick Erica because she's, you know, awesome. Very entertaining. And we can play like our... 2000s music that we always listen to when we get together. Um, we get together and listen to Hillary Duff. And I only listen to Hillary Duff when I'm with Erica. So that's strange music, but you know, we have a long way to go of driving. Hmm. The next person, see, I feel like I have to pick Chris Bryant, but Parmi is nervous because Chris has made it clear that she doesn't stop for anyone, no <laughs> pee breaks, and I have to stay up the whole ride, which I don't do. I pee every hour on the hour and I fall asleep like a baby in moving vehicles, <laughs> but I feel like she'll have FOMO. So as long as she can just like chill in the back and let me live my life, huh. I'll pick Chris. <laughs> I think Chris is going to be the driver though. No, she can't. Cause I have to go to the bathroom. <laughs> so, like, <laughs> she can't unless if she just decides to be nice that, that one trip and just lets me be. But I'm afraid of her being the driver. I don't know. Unless if we can come to some agreement, maybe I can like buy her a nice meal. <laughs> there you go. Well, I think Chris is going to be my co-pilot for sure <laughs> in my car, in my road trip. Morgan's strapped to the roof because she's not allowed to be in the car <laughs> for this. And while you're not in the car for this, I'm going to throw Kate Castle in there. <laughs> and <laughs> after Kate, well, definitely Christina Rivers, obviously. Luke Dreamer, Erica Lee. <laughs> Laura and Deb. I have a cargo van. I, I have FOMO. There's like a party in this van. <laughs> you broke the rules. So I got oh, the there. I have to go on top. I should listen to what Laura says. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to be a very crowded bus. It'll be worth it. Yeah, it will. There's cocktails. Uh, of course there are. Just send me one, please. Up on top. I will. Thank you. <laughs> Just make a hole. Put it up there for you. Yeah. What are your three favorite sapphic books? And you can't count each other's. Number one for me is a little basic, but I loved it so much. And it's Evelyn Hugo because it destroyed me in all the good ways. I had the longest book hangover. I think I had it for like a month. It didn't help that I made a playlist to help me cry in the shower, which, you know, a typical Pisces moment. And then I'm going to have to say Strawberry Summer by Melissa Braden. I tell her like every time I see her, but that was my first sapphic romance and I absolutely loved it. I still think about it. And then my third one is called Colorblind by Sierra Madley. It's very interesting. It's like this young adult book and the main character can see on people's foreheads the age that they're going to die. And she meets this cute girl and her age is 16. I think they're 16, 16, 17, 18. They're one of those ages. And so very intriguing. And that's another book I think about all the time, actually. I should probably reread it again. It's very good. So if you haven't read it, check it out. It's very interesting. Yeah, that does sound interesting. It's good. Adding it to my TBR. (laughs) 
Oh man, what a what a question indeed. I don't normally think about things this way, but I have to answer, so I will. I'm gonna go with Blend by Georgia Beers because I love wine and I love Lindsay and Piper. And that first kiss was just so good. And then I'll do Sawkill Girls by Claire Legrand. It's just like a kind of paranormal islandy book with girls saving the world, which is great. And some steamy romance in there too. And then I would say The Space Between by Michelle Teichman. I'm sorry if I mispronounced that last name. What, my favorite coming out story. I love that one a lot. I think that's like one of the few books I've reread in my life. I don't reread books. Really? Yeah. I'm the same way. What? Yeah, once I read, I'm done. But I have yeah. read bits of Evelyn Hugo, Strawberry Summer, and Colorblind. So I have, so there you I have go. to choose those three. Okay, well, you have character flaws, but that's okay. I forgive you. <laughs> I have a lot of them. <laughs> <laughs> it's been wonderful seeing you guys. I missed you since Sunday when I saw you last or Saturday. Thanks for coming on and talking you. to me. Thank you. Yeah, I, I'm going to log off and miss your face all over again. Hangover is going to start again. It's true. We'll have to video chat periodically just to see each other. Okay. Sounds definitely, good. Definitely. All right, girls. Thanks for taking time to chat. Thanks for having Thank you. Thanks so much for listening. And thanks again to Morgan Lee Miller and Anna Hartnett Reichart for joining me today. To learn more about them and find links to purchase their books, visit morganleemillerbooks.com and annahartnettreichart.com. You can also purchase their books on Amazon and the Bold Strokes Books website. To support this podcast, you can buy me a coffee at buymeacoffee.com slash sapphiclaura or join my Patreon at patreon.com slash sapphicbookreviewpod where you can hear your favorite authors play Would You Rather. Here's a sample of this week's with Morgan and Anna. Thanks so much for listening. And until next time, happy reading. Would you rather be best friends with Taylor Swift or Pink? Oh, Taylor Swift. And not not because I'm a, a Swifty, though I could be. I just haven't put that much energy into T-Swift yet. Sorry, Morgan. Yeah, a little attack, but, but it's okay. <laughs> I don't know why, but Pink rubs me the wrong way. So T-Swift. Yeah. She could rub me the wrong way anytime. <laughs> it's getting steamy in here. <laughs> I'm going to pick Taylor Swift because I am a diehard Swifty. I hugged Taylor Swift once. So really? we're best friends. I think it was like 2010. It was on her Fearless tour. So yeah, Taylor Swift all the way. Would you rather be stuck on an island alone or with someone who talks incessantly? I'm going to say someone who talks incessantly. Because even if I, you know, get sick of this person, or even if I'm alone, we all know that we're going to make a Wilson. And I'd rather have a real person than a volleyball. Yeah, especially knowing what's going to probably happen to the volleyball. And then you're left with nothing except for silence and thoughts. And I don't want to be stuck with my thoughts. So <laughs> the person who talks nonstop. I'd rather be completely alone. Really? With yeah. the Wilson? Yeah, with the Wilson, because if I have someone who is annoying the piss out of me, no one's going to know what happens on that island, and they may meet an untimely end. <laughs> you can just, like, leave the person. You can, like, take a walk around the beach, and the person's still there when you but, need Yeah, they're still there when they I come back talking. <laughs>